please be aware all things spoken about are personal experience and opinion. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Dining Waiting Room. I'm Bri. I'm Grace. And today we have Danny with us. Hi Danny. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's just taken us so long to start this. Um... (laughs) I don't even really know We've why. We've just literally just been talking about some crazy stuff. Some fucked up for things, really. the last half an hour. Um, but anyway, Danny's got to know us even better than she already did. And, and I'm very sorry about that. And as you guys, <laughs> as you guys all know, we're a, maybe two of an open book over here. So, yeah. Especially... You, get what, you get what you come from, basically. You get what you come from? Come <laughs> for. <laughs> Come oh. for. Sorry. All right. Clearing. <laughs> Ryan. I can see exactly how this podcast is going to go this evening. Oh, okay. I'll be good now. Anyway, today we have Danny, um, a fellow Ender girl. Um, girl. Gorgeous, gorgeous girl. Gorgeous, gorgeous um, girl. All right, Grace, I have to repeat the right <laughs> parrot. <laughs> Sorry. And as you can tell, I don't know where I'm going with this. Grace, help me out here, babe. <laughs> you can tell. Brian, he has no idea what's going on. Um, okay. Okay. okay, anyway, Danny, would you like to tell us a little bit about your endo, how you're diagnosed, et cetera, et cetera? Yep, so my endo journey is kind of a bit, well, everybody's is a bit rough, but, but I feel like I went through, like, the process of, like, fi- like finding a gynecologist that was actually at a private hospital through the NHS, and I was like, oh my goodness, I've landed myself someone amazing, and then it's turned out to be an absolute annoyance. Yeah. Um, so my symptoms started when I was 12, pretty much, literally, my period started, and it was, like, bang, problems from day one super heavy periods was missing like at least a week every month off of school to the point where I was getting in trouble with school with like my attendance and like nobody could like understand and I I went to an all-girls school and you'd think going to an all-girls school you'd get like kind of a bit mm. more of an understanding yeah. from like female teachers I did not I literally got told in like year 11 like Danielle everybody has periods you're not special like kind of behave <gasps> yourself um oh my so, you gosh. know yeah, that one's uh stuck with me for life <laughs> um but yeah so then um literally from the age of 12 till about 18 I was on the mini pill because I get migraines with auras so I can't have the combined pill mm-hmm. and as you can imagine like you know how doctors do the the fun it's it takes at least three months to kick in oh yeah I'd get yeah. to the end of the three months to go back for it and it wouldn't work next one next yeah. one next one so when I say I've been on every single mini pill that exists I have yeah. not lying um that's and then a, I that's moved a flex. on to yeah, that is a flex. It yeah. is. A, it's like I need a medal. I need yeah, to put that in your CV. Show for it. Yeah, might boost up your potential for a job. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I went on to the depot injection because I was like, "What else do I do?" I really didn't want the coil. Um, I really had like a phobia of the implant, so I was like, "Okay, I'll go with the depot." So I had six months of like no periods. I felt amazing. I was like, "Something's working." six months came I so I used to have the depot like every 12 weeks um at the 10 week mark my bleeding would start again until I got my next injection 
So then the doctor said, well, we'll start administering them at 10 weeks. So we did for another six months. That worked amazingly. Six months came, it stopped working again. So then they doubled me up with the pill. So I was taking a lot of hormones. Um, in that time, they also sent me for an NHS scan. This was pre-COVID and I never got the results of that. So I don't know. Um, and then... That's helpful. Yeah, really helpful. Really helpful, isn't it? Um, and then in... 2021 I got engaged um oh. and that's Woo! when congratulations I... thanks so we love a healthy relationship um, yeah yes we do um I came I decided to kind of like because I knew that like I wanted children young and like mm. to be a mum is like one of the I know this sounds really silly but like I feel like it's my job like why I was put on this planet was I'm to be a fully mom. on that page with you I say that all the time like I feel like my whole existence yeah. is to make babies yeah yeah literally and I like, like whenever I'm I see a child I'm like <laughs> yeah it's crazy isn't it yeah I'm the definitely. complete opposite I'm like take it or leave it right now yeah yeah whenever yeah, we see any hard. babies and I think like I think either way it's hard but I think especially when you think like when there's that thing people I have this conversation with my dad because my dad's very much like live your life and have babies mm-hmm. when you're 30 and you know I'm not have babies whenever you want I'm not saying any age is too old or too young like well yeah okay too young (laughs) there is a too young mark to have children but I'm not like that you know there's no age on when you can have kids really um but I think like I'm like yeah but this is it's so hard to explain like especially to men that it's like this is Mm -hmm. literally what I feel like I'm here to do like that's kind of I'm working because I want to be able to provide for my children I'm 1000% you know I'm paying for my car and paying my car off because I want to be able to not have that finance to pay when I've got kids and all this kind of stuff like yeah. everything I'm doing in my like I'm not aiming to get to a high point in my career but I'm aiming to be in a safe situation for my kids so I think that it's like mm-hmm. yeah it's a weird thing isn't it yeah no yeah. fully fully resonate with you on that so yeah I just kind of got to the point where I was a bit like because you know another favorite one of mine from doctors is you're young your body's not used to menstruation you need to let it settle yeah so obviously I didn't know anything better at that point I didn't even know what endometriosis was um I was like right I'm gonna come off of everything I'm not gonna go for my next injection you know I'm just gonna see what happens Brave. um yeah it was uh I bled for 85 days straight didn't stop um, it was horrific jeez um and obviously it was in covid so I was like there's definitely something wrong with me this is not right like there is no way if I'm just like having like a hormonal imbalance because I've come off of in like hormonal contraception yeah there is no way I can bleed this much like even if I am imbalanced this physically isn't possible mm-hmm. um so that was when myself and my fiance James we were like let's go for a private scan <clears throat> just yeah. see what happens um and where I live there's like a um like baby scanning place you know where they do like 4d 3d uh, well yeah. they also do like gynecological scans so like fertility scans and just gynae health checks and I think it was like a hundred pounds and I just said to James I was like you know what for a hundred pounds let's just go yeah definitely. and get some information yeah. and in between then and that and the scan I started doing a bit of research and I was like I came across like the word endometriosis and I was like okay these symptoms are aligning with absolutely everything I'm experiencing. Mm. Like, this is a bit weird. It's like kind of like I've put my symptoms into Google and like that is exactly what's come up, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, even though you shouldn't probably Google your symptoms because don't do it's it. It's not the best. 
thing to I do. I googled my bladder um, symptoms last week, and I've got bladder cancer, and I've got two days to live. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just it's just not good. I don't advise doing it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> before going for the scan, I literally wrote a whole message to her because I also didn't want to go and her be like, I don't know what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, and she was like, No, I think you need to come in. So we went in, and then I really struggle with like tampon insertion. Like I feel vaginal you. scan insertion, absolutely, any same. kind I of can't. penetration, Ooh. absolutely yeah. cannot bear it. It's put a tampon anywhere near me, and I'm gonna pass out 100. Yeah. Tampons, I've got literally PTSD. Same. Like <laughs> that's horrendous. Out. It's awful. See, so, I'm yeah, like so we a went full tampon scan. wearer. Like I, I am. Are you? I'm tampons like through and through. Like I think where I wish I could when be I was that at, person. When I was at school and I boarded a lot and I had really heavy periods, I was always really like anxious of like bleeding through all the time. So I kind of mm-hmm. like forced myself to sleep with a pam- tampon and a pad in. So now I think my body's just like, okay, cool. Shove sure. it up me. Yeah, I mm. did it. I did it a few times during school because of that reason. Because I'd wear like two pads, two pairs of knickers mm. and I'd still bleed through. Mm. Um, but I just, the insertion pain and then I'd feel it yeah. constantly. And I, yeah, I would have put it incorrectly, but it, yeah. you just know it's there. And like you get you know a burning yeah. sensation. It was just, <laughs> like even thinking about it now yeah. makes me want to like vomit. Yeah. Um, it's like taking so them yeah, out, so- which I hate. Like putting them in no. time is when you take it out. I'm like, that makes me feel a bit. Yeah. That's just not nice, are they? No. Um, so, yeah, so I went for the scan and I had a lot of free fluid above like my right ovary. Um, and it just, like, I, you know, like what scans look like. And no, even I was like, that doesn't look normal. Mm. And that's when she said, obviously, I can't diagnose you officially, but. I'm pretty sure 95% of this is endometriosis. She said, I've seen this a lot and that is the outcome. Mm. So she wrote me a letter to my GP to kind of push an appointment referral along to gynae because I'd never been offered a referral to gynae. <laughs> um, so then literally took three weeks to chase my GP to get me a referral. And at the point she went, well, you're not trying for a baby yet. So I don't really know what gynae are going to offer you. And oh I was like, well, I will have that conversation with Gynie when I'm yeah. sat in front of him or her, and I will have that conversation. Yeah, the actual... She then referred me. Yeah. yeah, Ridiculous. Like, I can't believe she said that to me. I was like, I shouldn't need to be wanting a child right now to go no, and get further help exactly. for a problem like, I'm yeah. suffering from. Yeah. They act that gynae appointments is like going to meet the fucking queen. I know, like, I'm sorry, yeah. but it's like... No, it's oh, like the no. stage... Be- like, that should be... like, And also, like, obviously, initially, you go and see gynae, but, like long term we need to be seeing specialists like once you've got the diagnosis and you know you've got the diagnosis you should be seeing a specialist uh so yeah so i got referred to gynae um and i got my referral through and it was like it was a private hospital but it was an nhs referral and i was thinking at this point i'd started to find people's like endometriosis instagram i hadn't made mine yet but i'd started to see that there was a bit of a community so i was kind of like leaning on that for a bit of kind of information support and things like that and I'd noticed that quite a lot of people had had really bad experiences with the standard gynees. So I was like, oh, my God, maybe I'm the lucky one. I'm going to see someone who works at a private hospital through the NHS. Oh, my goodness. Like, how lucky am I? And my referral was literally within a month. So when I had yeah, a chat good. with him. Yeah, I know. This is why I was like, oh, my God, I'm so lucky. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Um, <laughs> Wait <laughs> till the end. So yeah, so I met met with him. We had a discussion. He was like, I'm pretty sure it's endometriosis, but I need to rule out you don't have like a pelvic infection. So for two weeks, someone on a course of antibiotics, as you can imagine, did naff all for They me. are the actual um, worst antibiotics as well that they put you on for pelvic infections. They are absolutely huge. 
They made me so ill. I'm the worst Ill. tablet taker as well. Yeah. I'm they, like at the moment, I have to so crush naproxen. Yeah. Because I just can't. I'm like the worst tablet taker. I'm the worst person to have a chronic <laughs> illness, to be honest. Like, honest, it's just not yeah. good. I mean, I'm fine with tablets, but I literally remember my GP told me that I couldn't take my antidepressants with them. So I had to, I was on withdrawal from my antidepressants and also taking these strong ass anti uh, antibiotics and i literally yeah my Brutal. auntie is like a nurse practitioner and she was like oh her mum said you're not well like what's wrong and i was like i'm definitely having withdrawal rules and i'm like really ill with these antibiotics and she was like yeah. why are you off the antibiotics she was like you can take the antidepressants yeah, yeah why are you off the antidepressants she you can take the antidepressants with the antibiotics so my gp basically told me to come off them and put me in withdrawal for no reason it's so bad we love that no, I sometimes wonder what freaking doctor school they went to. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Was it just yeah. like a voluntary walk-in process where they went for a <laughs> yeah. day and then they were like, yeah. "Okay, cool." Yeah, yeah, definitely. Fuck off. Yeah, one hundred percent. It wouldn't surprise me. No, it wouldn't with me either. So yeah, so I went went back again, and I was like, "Look, as you can imagine, this is not worked." I mean, he was like, "Right, okay, we need to get you on a wait list for a laparoscopy," and I was like, "Right, okay, that's fine." Well, obviously, it's not fine. Nobody wants to have surgery, but I needed answers like I needed to know what was going on because it was just like it's unbearable it like it's just awful um so then I signed my paperwork Christmas 2021 got into January 2022 and I was experiencing some like bladder problems like I was how can I explain it like I would wake up in the middle of the night bursting for a wee even though I've emptied my bladder before I go to the go to bed but it would give me a lot electric shock pains to the point where like yeah. I'd be led flat and I can't sit up because if I sat up, I literally was in agony. So I'd have to kind of like like roll myself out of bed to stand up and then kind of crawl to the toilet. And then I'd be like there like 15 minutes trying to empty my bladder. So I told Guyney this and he was like, right, OK, we'll throw you to urology. That came really quickly. He called me and he was like, yeah, well, it would be really good if we could kind of like join in with surgery because you're already there it makes perfect sense for us to come have a look I was like oh my god everybody's making sense this is amazing and at this point I'd made my Instagram to kind of share my journey to diagnosis um and then I went for my appointment and I had I thought I was seeing that consultant that day so I went and peed on this machine it was the weirdest thing ever um and then I had to go for a bladder scan (laughs) hang on hang on on a machine (laughs) yeah so basically you go pee on like this fake toilet but as you like, it measures like how quickly you pee and it like heart, like you know, imagine like a heart rate monitor. That is it, like, so measures your cool. wee like that. That is so cool. But it, it also puts you off of weeing as well. Cause like, yeah, cause you're like, you're safe, facing right? a normal toilet, but <laughs> peeing on something different. And you're like, your brain is like, I should be on that, not on this. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And then they, took, so they take you through for like a scan. So like, yeah. a, you know how like you have an ultrasound? That was yeah. the second part of it. <clears throat> and then I was like, oh, okay, so do I just go back to the waiting room and wait for the consultant? She oh, no, 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 he'll call you with the results. And I was like, so you're telling me I've come all the way here just to pee on a machine? Yeah. I was just a bit like... And surely, like, the results are instant. The yeah, they're probably instant results yeah, exactly. anyway. <laughs> Classical. I never heard anything about my bladder results either. Classical, again. Um, Very bad. So then... I literally the same day I came home from that I literally was crying because I was like so frustrated because I was like Mm. when you get an appointment you get such an excitement of like I'm gonna get answers I'm gonna get help and then when that appointment doesn't go the way you want it to it's such a Mm. kick in the teeth yeah because you're just like yeah I'm not in control of this like now you're pushing me away Mm. and now I've got to wait again 
so I got home and literally as I got home the post came through the door and it was my surgery day and I literally didn't know what to do with myself because I'd only been waiting like probably three months and I was like oh my god this is absolutely incredible like this is amazing Mm. so then I was like right okay so I had my pre-op date had my surgery day they cancelled my surgery four times um and to the point where I kept ringing and being like this week I'm on holiday and like honestly I was heartbroken because I was so naive to not expect them to cancel it like I just assumed once you've got your date you've got your date oh no 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 no. but also like Um, it's all very well like you know it's 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 bad it's still really bad when they cancel it once but to cancel it four times like I'm sorry like that's not okay like absolutely not especially when you're waiting for it yeah yeah exactly I just got to the point where I was just so sick to see the postman yeah I was like please don't come to my front door yeah please don't come to my front door exactly yeah um but then I was like so I finally got through to someone and they were like still go for your pre-op on the same date and I was like now I'm panicking because I feel like you're going to make me go to pre-op twice because it's so far out Mm. um so I still went for my pre-op and I they booked me for an internal scan and ultrasound before the pre-op appointment and it's such a funny story in such a small world. The lady who did my private scan works at that hospital. No way. And I walked in the room and I was like, I recognise you, but we've got masks on. I don't want to embarrass myself. Like, I'm vulnerable enough. Like, you know, I don't enjoy this, let alone Mm -hmm. thinking you're someone you're not. So then she did the scan and she was like, okay, both your ovaries are immobile. They're not moving. Like, your ovaries are supposed to move freely. They're not moving. Like, she literally was like, this sounds really gross but she was literally like using the thing to try and like scoop yeah. them and they weren't going anywhere yeah. like there was no yeah movement yeah yeah loads of fluid again and she was like this is 100 endometriosis she said if it's not i'm gonna be gobsmacked yeah um, and she looked at my address and she was like oh you live in so-and-so and i was like yes it's you isn't it and i was like <laughs> she was like, oh my god she came running over gave me the biggest hug Aww, and i told her yeah she goes for my pre-op for the surgery and she was like oh my god i'm so glad you're getting sorted like oh my god that's please so let me know good. how you get on that's so cute you know that's so, so i was nice. like i've just had a really nice experience with like the sonographer who's an absolute babe but at the same time you've just told me both my ovaries are mobile and it's yeah. pretty much not good yeah. so i was kind of in a weird mood so I went yeah. upstairs <clears> did my pre-op took my buds and stuff and she went because we've messed you around so much we've had a cancellation for tuesday it was wednesday <gasps> and she's like do you want to take it i was like yes i don't care about work don't care about yeah. anything i'm taking yeah you it. just got her at that it. point haven't I'm, you yeah. yeah exactly i was absolutely crapping myself but i was like i need it i've got to take it so went in on tuesday morning and then um they were i was fine while they were talking to me and like prodding you and like i don't know if you girls had it did you have a cervical relaxer like a, i don't know what they're called no, I've never uh, had one of those. What do they call pessary? them? They're like the a tablet pess- thing. Yeah, that's a pessary, it. A pessary, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, the cramps that gave me. No, oh, it was awful. Grim. But Absolutely yeah, grim. so because they were like, oh, we want to like soften your cervix. I was like, okay. Um, And then they were like, right, okay, we want to talk about your scan from last week. And they were like, well, we might not actually be able to do anything because of how bad this is. Hmm. We aren't trained high enough to deal with this. So we might have to confirm it is and then send you to a specialist. Oh so I was kind of like, right, okay, this is pretty shit. Yeah. But I just need to know now. Like, I'm here. Let's just go. Kind of then. Yeah. I waited three hours and I was absent. And James, bless him, he was waiting downstairs in the cafe for me. I was completely on my own because of COVID. Yeah. I was so scared. I was terrified. Yeah. yeah. 
then they came and got me wheeled me down I didn't have to walk I was very excited about that I just got wheeled <laughs> down for loving my life I was I like the queen waving like yeah. hi guys see you later I love that um, I love and that. then I woke up in recovery and this is where it starts to kind of go a little bit downhill um mm, I woke up and they were like bearing in mind one I don't know why they try and tell you anything in recovery I know I literally, I literally don't up. understand you don't know like, I was on planet god knows what planet I was on yeah so I do remember kind of what he said, but at the same time, I don't trust myself. Yeah. I've made this up in my head, so bear yeah. with me. Um, so he came and sat down and he was like, right, okay, so you had a cyst on your right ovary that had fused itself to your right fallopian tube. So that was stuck together. So we've taken that off, sent that for biopsy. You also had an endometrial polyp as well. So we've sent off testing. We don't think they're nasty, but fine. You had a little bit of endometriosis. Your ovaries are absolutely fine. They were moving around like anything. You're absolutely fine. How were they fine if they were fused together with the old fallopian tube? Exactly. And he was like, but they weren't stuck down like the sonographer had said. And I'm like, all right, right, okay, whatever. Just tell my fiance later kind of thing. Then I got, I went to go back to sleep. And before I went down, they said to me and James that he can come up and sit with me once I was back in the ward. And I started to go back to sleep like, oh, I'm knackered. And I just went, James can come and see me. And I tell you, I bolted. My eyes were like matchsticks open. I was like, <laughs> get me out of there. I can see James. Get me out of here. Oh, that's so and they wheeled, me, they wheeled me back up into the ward and the train nurse who I'd been talking to the morning about James said he's been up twice while you're in theatre we're going to call him straight away to tell him like like you're back no word of like yes I was high as a kite he was there like that like literally I just remember him just being like there so then literally the whole day I was just had three incisions and pretty I was the last person to be discharged off the day ward because my heart rate was through the roof but I think I was just on so much adrenaline yeah definitely that I just my body was just like what have you just done to me and I yeah. also lied about peeing which I wouldn't recommend um because I I'm a bit no. of a nervous peer anyway like yeah. I don't for somebody who has a chronic illness with their bladder and their bum I don't like public toilets yeah so oh, I'm the same there was I'm the same percent, yeah there was only one toilet on the ward as well. So all these other women are being told, like, you need to pee before you can leave. So I was mm-hmm. like to James, like, I don't feel like I can just sit here and let it happen. Yeah. I feel like I'm in pressure. So we did like a dribble. And I was like, we're just going to tell them I've done it. Um, yeah. And then I did. And I got home. No one lied. I couldn't pee. And I was sat on the toilet going, oh, my God, I'm going to end up back in a and they're going to hate me. <laughs> oh, my God, I shouldn't have lied. I was just like, because I was on, like, so much pain relief as well. I got yeah. myself with a right mess. Yeah. And it was really funny as well, because like when I got discharged, the nurse was like, so what are you going to have to eat? You're going to have a Mackey's, you're going to have a burger. And I was like, no, I'm going to have a bowl of fruit and some cheese and cucumber. <laughs> and she was like, you are the healthiest person to leave the ward. And I was like, well, I can't think about eating something no, so you dry can't. right no. now. Yeah. You've just Literally. fed me toast yeah. that was like a brick. Yeah. It's like, it's just not going to happen. No. And then I got not. home and I was like, that's it. My mum made me the best. Like even now, nearly a year on, that fruit bowl was elite. Yeah, like, I cannot tell good, you how good fair. that fruit was. That's also really to be good. fair. Like my my recovery period being at home was fine, apart from the gas pain. Oh my god, that gas pain. Yeah, it's and I think so the worst bad, part that happened was. Yeah. I I don't know about you girls, but I wasn't wheeled to the car. I had to walk. Mm, same. Yeah. The, the ward to the car. And I think that's what screwed me over because I think all that gas from where mm. I'd been sitting down and laying down as I was walking then all went into my chest. And yeah. then for the next like three weeks, 
I was just done. Like yeah. any movement, anything. I was. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I had it like nightmares. In my first surgery, it was more like up in my shoulders. But in my second surgery, it was under my ribs, and I can't even express like the feeling. Mm-hmm. You yeah, just you imagine. can't get comfy. It was like right no. under my ribs and like up to the mm-hmm. back of my like chest. It was like really, really painful. I was like, when is this going to move up to my shoulders? I'd rather have it there yeah. than in my chest. Yeah, the shoulder mine was, tip pain mine was, was my so shoulder. bad. Yeah, it, and it's yeah. like I remember the drive home from the hospital because like I had my surgery in Portsmouth where my mum's living. So I had to drive back to my mum's house. It was like a forty minute drive. I remember like mm-hmm. every single bump my mum went over. Oh, yeah, it's I feel was like it, don't you? crying yeah. and like screaming in the car because I was like, "This hurt so bad." It didn't even yeah. hurt my stomach. Yeah. It was just yeah. like my shoulders and my chest felt like they were on fire. It was yeah. so bad. Yeah. So yeah, like, the so shoulder tip pain. I decided. They were trying to push the coil on me at this point. And I was like, no, I've made my mind up about the coil already. I don't want to. And in my naive little brain, I thought, now I've had the surgery, I can go hormone free. And I was like, I'm going to not take anything. Like I'd already come off a lot of it for the surgery because I was just like, in my mind, this was my plan. Mm -hmm. So I um, came off of everything. I I had the best two months. I everybody said like I'm pale anyway but like when mm. I have a flare up or when I'm the way I am now everybody says like I look like the grim we- yeah, literally. in the nice possible you on way like are you feeling okay I'm like no yeah. I've got a chronic illness <laughs> yeah exactly and yeah. I don't know if you guys get it but like it's not like bags under my eyes it's like darkness under yeah. my eyes and you everybody like always gaunt. says yeah. yeah and everybody's like to me your eyes have gone you're not well like yeah. it's bizarre because I don't see it on myself but everybody's sees it on me but these two months I honestly was like I'm a whole new woman I was like this is amazing like oh my god like maybe I am cured like yeah this is a miracle yeah oh August Mm. came around I was not a miracle my period came back and to this day it hasn't stopped so you know ouch Uh, yeah we're nearly what how many months on from August? I'm not good at maths uh probably like what so eight nine months yeah eight months Something like that eight. sounds about right. But yeah, so I knew that the first period. Eight I months. Love the fact eight months. Right now. Okay. Eight, yeah. Eight okay. months. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love the fact you counted on your fingers, there. I would do the same. embarrass myself. <laughs> every time I do the months, of the, the months of the year, I don't know if this is the dyslexic thing, but I always get September and October around the wrong way, oh, or I miss out October. Yeah, like I always go like September, November. Or I'll go October, September. I don't know what it is. It's, I do must that with be the like, alphabet. Dis- must be a dyslexic thing in my head that like. I do it with the alphabet. I miss like f- four letters, and I'm like. Ooh. October just doesn't exist. Yeah, I get. I don't even say LMNOP. I go LMNO. Yeah, that's, <laughs> literally, that's literally what I do. Right. I don't blame preschool for that. Me and Bride did, yeah. the, um, did the alphabet challenge oh. on TikTok and we literally had to have the alphabet in front of us because we were like, what's the next <laughs> letter in the alphabet? It was like, it was just, yeah. yeah. I'm at work sometimes and I'm literally like, okay, six months time. I've got to work out what six months is, like from today's yeah. day, like for a yeah. re- review. Yeah. And I'm like, the, the other day I was Another like, second. I had to start from the beginning because I can't just go like April and then on. I have to start from like January. So I'm still yeah. in the nurse's station with this other nurse and she's looking at me like, how the freaking hell are you got the job you've got? Because I'm there like April, May, June, you're July, just August. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. And I'm just, she's sitting there like, she's like, yeah, it's September. And I'm like, 
how did you how did you get there so quick? I am so bad with numbers. Like numbers yeah, are like me my too. downfall. I hate Maths it. Maths is not my strong point at all. No, me too. No, yeah. not a fan. The amount of times I like have to check that I'm writing the right date on like a Mars chart or something. Yeah. Like to yeah. be like, here is today's date. Or like I'll take it off on like if it's like the thirty first, I'll take it off on the thirteenth. And I'm like, yeah. well, it's not the thirteenth, right? Yeah. It's the fucking thirty first. I understand oh. that though, like especially yeah. like with dyslexia, that must be really mm-hmm. yeah. like, challenging. So I completely get it. It's yeah. just like I'm there, like writing care plans. And I'm like, I've got my phone, so I'm like, how do you spell? <laughs> oh my god, girl! Like, don't worry, I do that all the yeah, time. Yeah, I do too. Half the yeah. time, I'm I'm asking like Siri to spell laparoscopy for me. Yeah, like, I, do you know what I mean? Like I have the illness for it, and I can't yeah. even spell it. I can't spell so. endometriosis half the time. I can literally like. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> me. Um, so on my phone now. If I put endo, it comes up with endometriosis. Oh, I love that. Perfect. That's clever. Um, yeah. So, Danny, what are like your next steps with like your journey? Like, what what kind of things? Where are you? Where are you at? What are you hoping for? So, after like the like the period came back because, like I was saying, like I know that your first period post laparoscopy is hell. Mm-hmm. But mine didn't stop. So like yeah. I was then put on um Northisterone. Yeah. Um, which is a period blocker. I take three mm-hmm. of those a day to try and stop the bleeding. It works sometimes, it works not sometimes. And I think like you're sense. only meant to really from my experience of taking it, you're only really meant to take it for a short period of time. Like not Yeah, well, I've been on it since September last year. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so bad. Isn't for it? Me. Yeah. Um and then like codeine's got involved, tramadol's got involved. Um I now have a B12 deficiency. I have a folic acid deficiency. Every time I go for a blood test, I have a new bloody deficiency. Yeah. I'm abnormal again at this point. It's just not even news <laughs> well, to like, me. Well, like, no wonder because you're bleeding so much constantly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but in um, when this was all happening, that like I was getting really shoddy letters because I've never had a follow up appointment for my surgery either. I've not even seen my surgeon, heard from him. Yeah, I, I um, haven't since my last surgery I, either. It's ridiculous. It's so bad. But when I got yeah. my letter through, they basically said the same thing about the cyst and the same thing about the um, polyp. But he then said I had endometriosis like on my bowel. And I was like, this is news to me. You've not told me this. So no wonder why, you know, yeah. I'm having all these issues. And then um, my GP referred me for an NHS scan in October. But we backed it up with a private scan because yeah. I've had an NHS sonographer tell me they don't know what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah. So I don't trust them. Sorry, no. but yeah. I don't. No, I'm uh, pretty much enough. I'm pretty much on the same page. Like with my mm-hmm. I've had two surgeries. With my first surgery, I went privately and had help, very kind help from my parents. And then my second surgery, obviously, I they can't do that every time. No. So I had no. to go with the NHS and I have had very, 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 very different experiences. And I understand that yeah. you pay for the experience, but at the same time the care the care that I received exactly. like this the care that should be standard basic care that mm-hmm. I received from Isn't the private that? hospital was not there when I had my NHS surgery and like, so I know they're bad. under so much pressure but this is our lives like this is this is our yeah. lives so do you know what I mean yeah. I exactly. saw that my so, yeah, first so. one was private and it was amazing obviously it was a bit difficult to be to have a follow-up appointment face-to-face because obviously it was like three hours away Mm, yeah. um so I had one over the phone but then she still checked in with me and then when I when my mum moved back I had to like kind of not see her anymore because it was like couldn't really go up there yeah. all the time anymore so I came back here finally changed GP surgeries because my old GP surgery was the one that said that endometriosis was basically a myth also same person that asked me to do a year to do a urine sample for endometriosis so I just had no trust in her oh, like, I wish it was that simple mm. thank you very much well some people 
I'm going to go ahead and hang on. <laughs> Sorry, that's really tickled me. Tea is hot. Um, so I changed GP surgery and there's one GP at my GP surgery now and he was a locum. So I used to ring and be like, it's Dr. Bobbin. And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, don't want to talk to anyone. Now he's there permanently. So he is my doctor. And he's right. the one that literally did like my fibro diagnosis, like my fibro diagnosis route. Yeah. And now I was doing the endo one and he sent it off. When did I see them? September. I saw this doc- this, this man, a uh, guy, me, and he goes, yeah, you really need a diagnostic lap. And I was like, well, I have it. I've, I've, I've got endometriosis. He's like, but you had it privately, didn't you? And I was like, can I just make diagnosis. one comment on this why like because I've noticed as well like so in October I went so I obviously saying about the scans mm. my both of my scans found the same thing which I was like oh my god this is a miracle this is like yeah. this never happens both yeah. my ovaries are immobile and Cynthia the sonographer who's private basically said that my body doesn't even look like I've had a laparoscopy and my right ovary is now fused to my bowel <gasps> which and my pouch of Douglas is full of endometriosis now. And she was like, the fact I can see this on a scan is mm. more concerning because it's very uncommon to find it on a scan or an yeah. MRI. You're very lucky if you do. Well, yeah. I yeah. call it lucky, but, yeah. you know. Um, and she was like, the fact privilege. that... The fact that uh, privilege. Is the, wor- is the, the word, word in the community. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... And then when I went for the NHS scan the week later and they basically said the same thing, I was like, right, this is this is not okay. Mm. And then they were like, right, we'll refer you to an endometriosis specialist. And I'm very, very lucky in the fact that I live very close to Oxford and Oxford have one of the best endometriosis mm. centres within the NHS. However, the wait list, I've been waiting since, since September 2020 my appointment is not until August 2023 and it is a telephone call for them to go yeah we think we need to see you we'll see you in six months yeah or a year yeah literally you know what I mean yeah yeah so yeah she it was just like the whole you need a diagnostic lap and I was like well I've got endometriosis I've literally in my hand I handed him the paperwork from the private surgery saying that I had endo PCOS like there was cyst there was fluid there was like inside yeah. was fucked basically yeah and he was like we'll do a diagnostic lap in the end i was like fine then do a diagnostic lap because you're going to find the endometriosis then you'll have to fucking remove it yeah anyway that was september i haven't heard anything since september nothing it's not a letter okay. anything so i've been ringing them as yeah. grace knows every day i've literally been on the phone to them like have you got date yet? have you got date yet? january they told me january like sometime in january we'll get to you january passed no. oh April. We're now the what? 13th, 13th of April. Have I heard anything? Fuck have I heard anything. No. So I've lost my shit now because my bowel, my bladder yeah. is just fucked and I keep pissing myself. Which is actually quite funny when you think about it. I'm but finding it's not, the funny yeah, I'm finding not, yeah. the funny side. It's not yeah. because I cry and then I laugh about it. So now I've got a private appointment on Monday, but it's like why do I have to now yeah. go private again yep. after spending so exactly much money in the yeah. beginning? Yeah, like this is this the- is exactly where I'm at because I'm like, like I've been like I don't know if you guys saw on like my Instagram like after I came off my surgery I was told that I had post pill picos. I've never had been had a, like an update on that. Yeah. I've just kind of been left with that, and I'm a bit like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um. And then obviously, then now I'm on B12 for life because my B12 was the lowest my GP has ever seen, and she was like, "How are you not like having neurological symptoms?" I was like, "Maybe I am. Maybe I'm just not aware of it. Yeah, I'm having so many other problems." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. 
maybe it's just normal for me (laughs) maybe it's just me and then when she said i had a folic acid deficiency and this was probably about a month ago she was like you're bizarre and i was like i'm taking that as a compliment yeah because i don't really know how else to take that right now um but yeah so i've had my six loading doses of b12 um and i have my next one on the third of may but i take folic acid daily with all my other medicines um which is fun but it's just getting to the point now where like on holiday when we went to New York I'm using a walking stick I'm not even yeah. 24 yet I'm yeah, using a yeah. walking stick I've applied yeah. for a blue badge I am in pain 24 yeah. 7 I am bleeding oh thankfully I'm not bleeding at the moment it's a miracle but I am bleeding it. pretty mm. much all the yeah. time I'm in a worse position now than I ever was pre-laparoscopy yeah. this time mm-hmm. last year I was hardly I was probably taking like the minimal pain meds and just dealing yeah. with it because yeah, it was yeah. it was it, it wasn't manageable it wasn't okay but I was used to it do you yeah. know what I mean so like yeah I dealt with it for so long whereas this is like a hurricane and it's just progressively getting worse yeah and I'm not living my life like I never imagined my early 20s like yes I'm getting married in October which is absolutely amazing can't wait but mm-hmm. I'm terrified I'm not even going to make it to my first dance yeah like yeah, yeah. I should not be thinking like no, that exactly yeah. no I come home from work I vegetate on the sofa or in my bed. I either take codeine or tramadol, not together, because that would be dangerous. Um, We've all done it. (laughs) You know, but the thing is, like, I'm just like, my friends will message me and be like, do you fancy going out? I'm like, I just can't risk it. Like, we went into Russell Howard Friday night. And Saturday, I was just ruined. And, like, last night, like I said earlier to you guys, I went out for a teen dinner and... I literally had to leave early because my stomach was so swollen. I was having electric shock pains. I pretty much cried on the journey home because I was in so much pain. Mm-hmm. So I'm now going private on Monday yeah. to see somebody who works at the endometriosis specialist centre at Oxford. And that works, works in the NHS. Yeah. In the NHS. That's and I'm having to thing. pay £250 to see him. That's literally mm-hmm. my thing. So I went to the Smithfield Health where I am. Like yeah. and this woman, she was so lovely, and she was like, "Oh, we have two gynies." Like, I'm saying, one of the gynies that I could have seen is the exact gynie that I saw in September for fucking free <laughs> at the NHS, who told yeah. me he was going to do my fucking surgery. And done now about it. Like, <laughs> he can fuck off. He's yeah. like paying him 150 pound. Well, so there you go. I don't have 200 pound of my money that I don't have because I yeah. work in a fucking nursing <laughs> career. Yeah, yeah, right. Have it, but then yeah. I think because I went, I don't know. Like, this is something that really grinds my gears. People that have never gone private, I feel like the NHS are like will prioritize them because like mm. in their mind, yeah. we paid privately once, so we should have the money to pay privately again. Yeah. Oh my god, like, I it can't wasn't, even yeah. with that stigma it wasn't because even literally because I think easy. I remember like I remember when I first tried like when I first like was going back to the gynies after my first surgery and I was like, I'm in pain. Like this was like eight, nine months after my first surgery. Like I had a like manageable pain for eight, nine months, which was a miracle I thought I I was naive thought it was going to be longer and then that also made me naive with this surgery because I thought oh, I'm going to have an amazing eight nine months mm-hmm, I can't mm-hmm. wait and but li- I literally didn't even have one good day so um <laughs> so yeah um but like I literally remember like going, come on you had a good hour yeah maybe um, <laughs> and that was because you were drugged up yeah exactly I remember literally going to um the GP and she was like well you went privately, you just go privately again. Like if you or can it's do like it. go back to your gynae. And yeah. I'm like, well, I can't fucking then, afford two hundred pounds for twenty minutes. Yeah, like, exactly. And do then think, yeah. do you think I'm a do you think I'm a fucking Simon Cowell? <laughs> I wish I was. And then I <laughs> 
<laughs> but he gets the best, the best fucking gynies. Tell me that. And then I literally, like, I literally went to see a gynie and they were like, the same thing. Well, you went privately. You may as well just go privately again because we've got long waiting lists and blah, blah, blah. That's like, if so you're that, not okay, if, though. If you're that desperate. It's and not. it was like, I'm literally desperate, but I'm also, if I paid you this money, I'd also be desperate and probably not and allowed also, to. If I paid you like, this money, what? you'd give me answers. Yeah. Because I'm not physically yeah. and also paying what? you. Yeah. What? What happens to those who are lucky enough to have had their diagnostic lap on medical insurance and then yeah. they won't, if they oh confirm God, endometriosis, yeah. you're not covered. So how then can you go private if you're not covered? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. That's literally that's, that's literally what happened yeah. with me. Like when I remember like we went and had it done and I think we were all like me and my parents were very naive. Like I knew that it was a long-term condition. I'd done loads of research, but, yeah. you know, I was like, I know, I know that, I th- I just thought I didn't really didn't think about insurance, so we just paid self paid yeah. for it. And Same then, as me. And then like yeah. after that, then it was like when I got the diagnosis, we were like, shit, you're gonna have to have more surgeries, and now you're diagnosed, you're not gonna, we're not gonna yeah. be able to get you insurance. And no, yeah, yeah, so there you go, like <laughs> shit. But that's and it is like that insurance though. as well. It's... Sorry, Bri. Um, it's okay. With go. with like insurance. I could not believe how much I struggled to get travel insurance. Mm-hmm. Half the places mm-hmm. wouldn't insure me because of my endometriosis. One company quoted me £350 for four days. I ended up paying £60 because the problem is, like, you're probably not going to need it. But mm-hmm. what happens if you do and you don't get it? What are you going to yeah. do then? You're yeah, like, exactly, yeah. what, 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 do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. especially like, in places like America, like, that's yeah. going to absolutely rinse you. And, like, yeah, yeah, I think that's why I'm actually terrified to go away. Like, mm. because you don't know, like, I really want to go to Disney. Like, me and my sister really want to go to Disney. We were talking about going for my birthday. I yeah. literally like, sit my sister down and be like, I felt I don't want to go, but I don't want to pay like two, mm. three grand going to Disney for a week and end up spending five days in the hotel. Yeah. because I can't move like that's yeah. and that's what's frustrating me now is like the fact that now I'm having to go private again and the money that I've saved now to you know actually live my life a little bit I'm literally have to spend wasted. on well it's not yeah. it's wasted, like, but, but I, I feel like it, like I get that like I feel like it is I'm yeah. like well it is a waste of money because yeah because I'm like like out there that should be helping you yeah mm-hmm. and like sometimes I think oh maybe I shouldn't have gone private to begin with and then I'll be in a better space but I also did wait a year on the NHS before we went private and it was getting to the point where I couldn't work. Yeah. And I'm exactly. like, I have and a that's house. that's not okay. Like, and it's getting to the point now where I have a house and like, I need to work. Like I can't yeah. not work. And my GP telling me to sleep off, take morphine and he'll sign me off work for six weeks. <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah, that's not like, helping I, with the cost of I living crisis. Yeah, go on. Yeah, literally. I, like, I do you want to pay this, a mortgage for me? I think this is like the biggest yeah. thing as well because like, there's such a big thing about how we like doctors very much like oh well just take some more pain relief and and wait for it to blow over and it's like the deepest thing about it is like do they not realize that we're young people who Mm -hmm. should be this is the time in our lives where we should be able to go traveling spend our money on travel have experience be able to go out for dinner with our friends and with our partners like but yet we can't do that and we're literally disabled yeah okay it's not yeah. classed as a disability yet and it should be classed as a disability it in my be. opinion but you know it like we're, we're basically disabled it is a disability it's just an invisible one like for yeah it can be literally we're disabled for a week and then we have like a good few days or we can literally be disabled for like four months in a row with a continuous flare-up like 
there's yeah. it's not okay like it's, it's just, not an okay way to live it's crazy it goes back to the media though and like i think it always circles back to like social media and the media in general literally portraying it in a way that it's not right i'm gonna we're gonna do like a little like, this or that that i made up and it's kind of like chronic, oh i love this kind of like chronic illness slash like endo and some bits like are going to be like a bit of a talking talking point um okay. some of them are, I love some this. of them are just like more basic straight so Obviously, me and Bri have this big thing over on Gany Waiting. We actually forgot to ask Demi this as well. I know. So okay. we, might have, we might, yeah. Well, we, I know, we know Demi's answer. I, um, Demi, <laughs> Danny's answer as well. Yeah, I know. But we have to ask so our listeners know. Okay. <laughs> this is our big, big question. Tea or mm-hmm. coffee? Tea. Mm-hmm. Welcome, to, a cup of tea. welcome to the club. We will post your episode now. <laughs> <laughs> You are now welcome. Like we'll yeah. actually post the podcast. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, like you know, like we love a nice. We can actually here. be friends. We love a Starbucks over here, but comfort tea. Although, yeah, this is like we have the same tea cup, and yeah, we this do. Is, this is like for the listeners. Um, we have a little group chat with Demi, who we had on last week, and Danny, and um, we were talking about how we take our tea, and we all take it strong. However, Bri is the odd one out because she doesn't have any sugar, so it's say... disgusting. How <laughs> you drink it? To, uh... Yeah, she used to no. learn. She but to I learn. solely believe that if you got, if you ever, if your first cup of tea didn't have sugar in it, then you're always a no sugar person. I never used to have sugar in my tea. My dad never let me have sugar so in my tea. So why did you little. start? So I started. Why drinking, did you start? I started drinking tea when I was like, <laughs> I was like ten, maybe. Like I've always been, I've always been drinking tea because um, my mum and dad did it so I thought like oh I'll do it too and um, he, and I was like yeah tea's fine tea's fine and then like one day I think my brother or sister like made me one and they were like I'll oh, try it with sugar in it because they had sugar in it and then ever since then that is what it like changed made, your life yeah it changed my life never going back nice. just like yeah no I need it as well I need that the blood. amount of I need that blood sugar. I have I've had <laughs> I need that blood sugar I I, the amount of times I've someone's made a tea for me and I've uh, it happened on the plane on the way home and it was early morning like flight landing so she was like oh do you want a cup of tea I was like go on then and it was a great color and I said two sugars and I took a sip and I was like oh there's no sugar in that (laughs) but I can't say anything because I'm English (laughs) and I'm not gonna say anything (laughs) no yeah see that would have been perfect like the amount of times at work people like oh I'm gonna go make a coffee do a cup of tea and I'm like that's a stupid question you know I do and they come back like I didn't know if you had one or two sugars so I put one in it and I'm like well I can't fucking drink that (laughs) I'm like no sugar like um oh and also the other thing for the listeners uh me Demi and Danny all have Yorkshire tea bags and Bri has PG tips (laughs) anyway (laughs) moving on from that one okay hot hot I'm not all right okay this is this is right this is my theory right I'm not saying I love the fact bags. she's got to get her yeah. PG tips like explanation in. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying the fact that Yorkshire tea's bad. It's a good tea brand, right? But I ain't from Yorkshire. <laughs> neither right? am I. I'm not anywhere near it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, on the bloody coast, Bryony. <laughs> yeah. So you shouldn't be drinking PG tips then. <laughs> no. I'm just saying Yorkshire tea are boring shapes. They're little stupid squares that you have to tear in half. And you never know if you're going to tear a tea bag in half. With PG tips, they're nice, con- nice and convenient. They're in little triangles, I've... and you just hang on, hang on. Let me I've justify. Never looked at a tea bag. 
no. thought that I just put it in my cup of tea. Also, let me let me challenge your justification, Bri, because you say the best cup of tea is made by me, and I have Yorkshire tea bags in my tea right. thing downstairs. Right, that is because I don't. That's have a to good make point. It. <laughs> it tastes that better when you. I don't have to make it. it. I can lie in your bed, right, and it just appears in front of me. The, I'm just saying, PG, and PG Tips have a cool little monkey. What did, what did Yorkshire Tea have? Nothing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Okay, hot water bottle or heat pad? Oh, that's such a tough one because I love both. But I'm going to say heat pad because it's consistently warm. Yeah. Like, it doesn't yeah. drop. That's literally what I was going to say. I love a hot water bottle, like, on the go. So- on the go <laughs> literally on the go i had literally used like little ones on the go like for work and stuff yeah but same if i'm in bed like especially in the night i wake up so many times in the night with pain yeah and my heat pad's just there i don't have to go and they look and my one's quite big yeah yeah grace mine, got me mine it's mine quite too. a big one and i can like yeah. wrap it around so like i get yeah. a lot of pain in my back yeah so it can be on my yeah. stomach and my back yeah and like if you need a hot yeah. walk for that one effort ain't gonna yeah. work. Hot water bottle. Yeah. You've got to boil the kettle, then you've got to fill it up, and then oh, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. and they're a bit with like a heat bulky pad. to lay on, aren't they? And then with a heat pad, yeah. you literally just fucking plug it in the wall, turn it on, turn it yeah. on to max heat. Yeah. Because who yeah. who has a heat pad and puts it on like the first temperature? Of yeah. yeah, number one. Not me. <laughs> who does that? Number Not one. Not me. It goes Psychopaths. on max, and the, and like, like the long. Mine's got a timer, and it yeah, always same. put on like the longest yeah, timer same. as well. I think it goes yeah. up to like two hours. I'm like two hours. Yeah, Fully. and heat. then I and then I just like turn it back on after the two hours. Like, I'm just like, right, back <laughs> just replay. Really yeah. Replay, replay. I wake like you need like a like a button like, for a button if that makes yeah, sense. Exactly. I just like, like wake up in the night and I'm like, where is it? Oh, there it is. Turn you know it back that, on. Where is the you know, on like Spotify when you can get like the re- replay, like the same th- song over. Oh and over yeah, again. like the like the yeah. reshuffle. Yeah, I need like one of them just for the heat pad. Um, okay. Tens machine or like a stick on a heat pad. I really like them, and I find like I'm very lucky in the fact that like yeah. the only problem that I don't have is like skin allergies. Like I'm very lucky that yeah. I'm not really irritated by anything, so I find them very helpful. Because like the, my problem is with like tens machine. I don't know if it's just because I haven't found the right one. Like I've had the Livia mm. one, and I think I've had like the one that everybody rebrands, and, but they just call it something different. Yeah, the pink thing. Um, like the thermy one. I've had that. Yeah, I've had yeah. that one. Um, but my problem, and I really liked that one because it warmed, whereas the Livia didn't. The Livia just mm. gave you like the tens, mm. and I really like the heating option. But they are so loud, and I'm a bit like, I don't like this because I'm just walking around going, yeah. It's like you got one of them vibrators that you control by your phone. Yeah, I'm just so worried that someone's going to be like, oh my god. And also, like me and Brian coming into the office like that. We've spoken about this before, in like the sense of like we. Like sometimes I used to have it on when I worked, like with when I was patient facing. Oh my god! I'd be in like the community, and I'd be like, oh, "I really need my like carry on heat like pack that does the vibrations mm-hmm. as well." But like I won't use the vibrations because I'm gonna be in like someone's house doing physio, and like it wouldn't be making a noise. But you could literally, mm-hmm. you could literally move, and your clothes would set off the vibration, and then it just goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've done that before. Like, so aggressive. Yeah. Like bent over, and it started going, and I'm like, I can't just fucking put my hand up my top right now. And, like, yeah. Stop yeah. it, can I? Like, it's embarrassing. Yeah. I would say tens machine because I, my I UV. do. I do use like the little stick on ones that like warm up over time. Like you can, they're like one use kind of thing. Like, I use them yeah. if I'm like, okay, I can't have like heat 
on the go and like you kind of can't you could use them on your back and the tens machine on your front or vice versa but like I just love my tens machine and head over to my <laughs> Instagram account get 10% my <laughs> my discount code. <laughs> yeah. get 10% off with the kit with the good grace yeah. <laughs> go and get some plug go and get 10% but... off at my uvi if She's you do want any discount code now, <laughs> if you do, if you want any BU patches, I've got twenty five percent off for Danielle Wild. <laughs> Self plug, I love it. But no, like seriously, like all things aside, that's just minus the fact that I have a discount code. I don't. I love my UV. I haven't tried it, and I they feel like really I need to get one. Yeah, I but... absolutely love mine. My mum yeah. got me mine for Christmas, and oh, I and just... it's really so nice for work as well like what it's I small on it's my like feet. really discreet what I found about my Livia okay. and this is not a thing to my Livia and when because... you turn it off sorry side note when you turn the UV off it's not like the thermi where it's like uncomfortable yeah like because it, it just yeah. sticks onto there, your stomach yeah. you, you, you don't, don't really I, yeah, I forget yeah, I have it on I, I forget yeah. I have it on I found with my Livia because it's wired it, the wires kept you're a bit breaking. trapped aren't you yeah because mm-hmm. like if I like bent over the wire would like bend and it happened yeah. so much that like one broke after literally like two months of having it and I told them I was like I just spent like 80 quid on this like yeah and they, they sent me a replacement which was great but then another three months it's later the happening. other one broke so I was and I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not a physical person like I was literally just bending over and picking things up like taking it to work with me taking it out when I went sh- out shopping or whatever but like yeah. it just didn't work whereas my UV is literally completely wireless and mm-hmm. the charge I'm so shocked like, so I remember, good they said it's like up to 10 hours I had it on for like definitely more 15 hours one day like yeah. I literally got up put it on and then wore it all the way through the day and in the night and it was still working it was crazy mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to order one after this they're uh, so they are honestly like I'm... they are expensive <clears throat> so this is like a different like a bit of a different one okay comfort food do you go for like sweet or savory sweet I'm a sweet tooth all the way I'm or savory so, I'm so mixed but I always now like I used to be sweet now savory all the way I say that <laughs> And she sat eating a Lindor bunny. <laughs> the thing is, my blood sugar's dropped, so I'm just here like... Yeah, savoury all the way, yeah. like like crisps. Crisps. Mm-hmm. What about comfort meal? What's your comfort meal? I am... Because I'm veggie, mm-hmm. and okay. I'm a really fussy eater as well. Like, mm-hmm. great, fussy great two things to be. It's like corn chicken nuggets and cheesy chips. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, I rate carbs that. and carbs. That sounds good. Mine's either pasta, like any type of pasta. Or yeah. it's got to be a camembert. Yeah. Oh, mm, yeah. Me and Grace have this ritual when we see yeah. each other. The first night, we'll always get a Domino's. Yeah. Every every time we'll yes. get a Domino's. The second day, we will always get a camembert, honey, oven yeah. it. Obviously, you cook it with yeah. bread. That is yeah. like our ritual. Mm-hmm. I feel like and then we'll either go for like a similar. I've Honestly, never been to Wagga Mama's. What? Oh, I guess you're fussy though, aren't you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, but I don't mind like Thai, Chinese. Oh, so I feel oh like okay. I you'll be fine would then. Like it. You'll be I'm fine. Fussy, yeah, like guys, she like yeah, she loves it. Yeah, you'll be fine. I then, do need like to try I feel like my comfort meal is either pasta or Thai. So I love spice. <laughs> I know okay. people say it's not good for endo, but I think I, because I've literally been eating spice since I was came out the womb, I, it doesn't really. Unless <laughs> I eat something really, really spicy, it doesn't really affect me that bad. So Sorry. we got a waggers month once, and Grace thought she was being Billy Big Bollocks over there. Yeah, saying, I'm going to get the extra spicy katsu curry because oh, no. katsu curry is like, not it, spicy. It won't be that. It spicy. won't even be spicy. It's not even that spicy. Yeah. It, 
I've never seen that girl sweat over food. And yeah. she was sat there like, I literally the next, day, finish it. the next day I was like I cannot move like my belly was so sore but like if I eat like my comfort spice I have this curry from the Thai near us and every time I think about it, it literally just makes me want to cry because it's so good and it's like <laughs> it's got like dark pineapple and lychee in it and it's like red it's like a red coconut and I have it with coconut rice and uh, it's just it's coconut right rice is elite. Coconut rice. Do you need a minute? Is elite. Do you need a minute, Grace? Do you? Yeah, I do. You do you right? yourself up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Turns me on a little bit, to be honest. Um, but what I was going to say is, do you have do something you guys does. Have, like, trigger foods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your trigger mm-hmm. foods, Danny? I don't think I found any. Like, oh, yes. I don't know if it's just yeah. I'm at that point now where everything it's just anything yeah. I eat is yeah. just a problem. But like, I cut dairy out. That's obviously I don't eat meat. I've heard red meat's not meant to be good, but I don't eat mm. that anyway. So yeah. I cut dairy out, didn't see a change. I've not properly tried to remove gluten, but I don't actually like I don't eat bread a lot, which is like, obviously a big intake. <laughs> yeah. What? Right. I'm allergic to gluten. Eats it like <laughs> chronically. God. But yeah, I just the only thing that I really love eating and i've noticed i get a bit crampy after i don't know if it's just a coincidence is popcorn oh that's interesting but i don't know if it's just like psychological like Mm -hmm. coincidence yeah and also i guess because it's like you eat something and you get some pain after you eat full stop like yeah i could drink a glass of water and i'll be flaring up like it's crazy but like yeah Yeah. it's, it's weird like for me i've spoken about it so many times like for me I think it's fully process of elimination because I will eat cheese. I will eat, I will have cream. I will mm-hmm. have, um, I don't know. And there's li- one where she can't stop shitting. A little bit. I No, <laughs> I can never shit. <laughs> you know, I can never ever, ever shit. And then I will literally have like, I, so yeah, I can have like cheese and that kind of dairy. But put, honestly, give me a glass of milk. I, don't, I wouldn't drink it anyway because I hate milk. But like a coffee an iced coffee with milk in it absolutely not <laughs> like i have to have really? i have co- yeah i have coke maybe milk. it's the coffee grace no but I've i don't this. have the coffee either do i i have decaf oh, that's true. and then in my cereal i have coconut milk so i have like coconut milk in my cereal coconut- if, if i have any that? more milk than what i have in a cup of tea it's coconut milk i can have i only have a splash in my tea so it literally doesn't make any, yeah. any difference but yeah like i think because i'm drinking mm. such a a big amount of it when i'm having a iced coffee or whatever that I just can't. It's more more it just, of an intake. Yeah, it flares me Mine's up. So, coffee. Yeah. Coffee. Mine's and coffee milk. and spice. Yeah. Those I don't mine, really eat spicy like, food anyway, so I haven't really tried to. Any take. sort of spice, like oh. anything. I had a Nando's last night and I literally got it medium because I was clearly feeling blue with wallet. Uh, when I get morning, a Nando's, like, I get plain. Like, that's my life. Yes, no. yeah, that's what I should be doing. We went to Nando's when we went to Brighton. Mm. and i ordered that a medium bad, and grace ordered though. a medium and yeah. they literally must have it must have been like hot or like extra yeah. something. like it even grace hot, could yeah. eat it yeah it was hot i, and I was just sat there eating it and there's no like, way i was sending it back let's let's you know it it was bad but then when we went to the one in torton like we literally had that what was it orange and... i don't it was like orange and like maple or something it was like oh, the christmas was one so good it was literally it was so, so good. good okay anyway carrying on um <laughs> Bath, this is a bit random, but bath or shower, and I say this because, like, showers can be really hard, like, to have when you're, like, chronically ill, so I thought that could be, like, a bit of a talking topic. So, sometimes fact, I don't shower for days. 
we, I'm, I'm still living with my parents at the moment because we're trying to save mm-hmm. our own place at the moment. Oh, yeah, same. Um, which is uh, fun when you have a chronic illness. Yeah. Um, so in 2019, before all of this kind of kicked off, my parents renovated the house. And because I was like, oh, I won't be here much longer, not realizing we'd go into the financial crisis that we're in, <laughs> they put a walk-in shower in. So I don't have a bath um, anymore. Yeah. And How I do you live? really love a bath. How do you live? Um, I don't know. I ask myself that daily, to be honest. But when I had my surgery, I literally just sat on the floor in the shower and was yeah. like, I I... "That's literally how I have a shower, to be honest, because it's I just too much." Bath. I don't know if you guys I seen. Both. I can't remember what her handle is, but she's—I think she's American. She's really blown up on TikTok at the moment after her surgery, and she was the reason why I got the collapsible walking stick because I was like, "That's such a good idea." Mm. She got a, sh- a shower seat. And do you know what? I think I might like get That's, one. Yeah, it's such a good idea. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm tempted. I'm. I wish. I hope that nobody I work with slash the NHS um, in, uh, employers hear this. But I wish when I was a when I was a physio assistant that I, I stole it. a <laughs> <laughs> a, bath, a bath seat or a shower seat. I wish I did took one. I hope my employees don't listen to this. Do you want one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I think like with me, I'll have a bath, but like it's very rare that I I don't wash my hair <laughs> for like very often. I wash it once a week, if that. Okay. Yeah, me too. Um, because it's too much effort. Anyone with a yeah. chronic illness, how, how if you wash your hair more than once a week, how? <laughs> like yeah. how can you have the energy to do that? But I like I say, it's really hard for me to like get the motivation to shower anyway. Like I go through Yeah, depression. I agree. I go through like depression with my chronic illness where I'm just like I just want to be in my disgusting body and be happy like mm-hmm. this. <laughs> but like, I have but a bath. But it makes sense though. I have I a bath. Like, get it. I only really have baths like when I'm really, really flaring. So like yeah. when it's in my back, my hips, my tummy, like yeah. everywhere. But like, yeah, I rarely have baths because the only bath we have is in my parents' like ensuite. So I only really, you know, it's just like every now and then. I don't know if like the same, like with you guys, like I've really struggled. Like my biggest pain area is, is my lower back, like my tailbone. Yeah. That's where I'm in like mm-hmm. constant agony. Yeah. My my right hip is becoming a really big problem at the moment. And that yeah. is also becoming really bad. Like right now my back feels like it's going to snap. Like it's just horrendous. Yeah. And then my right ovary, above my right ovary, where like the majority of my problems are, is the burn. So yeah. for me, having a bath and just yeah. laying there in like that would be so good. Yeah. That would be so good. Just sounds dreamy. Like yeah. if anybody wants to rent a bath, for me, I'll be there. <laughs> I've got one you can have. I've got some snow fairy. I'll here pop as well. down, love. I'll no. get you a cup of tea. I have a whole other limp bunny. No, I don't want a cup of tea. I'll bring my own tea bag. <laughs> yes. Oh fuck you then. <laughs> right. then come, then come to mine. It's fine. Go in my parents' bathtub. They don't even use it though. Like that's the thing. They don't even use it. it so that I've makes it me now. feel better. I once had a dream that me and Grace had a bath together. We actually have okay. spoken about having baths together. In our yeah, bikini. we are. But like <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Well we get in a hot tub together. What's the difference? Yeah, I know. We're gonna yeah, get in exactly the... what is the... We're yeah, gonna get in the, the bath together with Snow Fairy and Bryce bath toys. <laughs> that sounds really bad. <laughs> No, like actual, like they're not. She means my rubber like ducks. Uh, she means. You say let your mind digress at that. <laughs> she Definitely. means my rubber ducks. Yeah, like all right. No, I'm not even being like dirty. She literally has rubber ducks, like not sex toys, rubber ducks. <laughs> okay. How about seven? Anyway, moving on. Um, this is a big thing as well because, like, with chronic illness, we kind of spoken a, a lot about like plans and like having to cancel plans and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer to have? 
plans in place or do you prefer to just make plans spontaneously like on the day like what it's very tricky because like my opinion yeah. I'll say is plans are great but you're like okay please 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 don't flare up like the day before please please yeah. please don't be all that day and yeah. you like almost work yourself up into being yeah. unwell but then on mm-hmm. the other hand with like spontaneous plans that stresses me out because I'm like yeah. I gotta get make sure I have everything with me to go out I yeah. gotta have at least three hours before we're going out to like have a shower get ready because I probably haven't showered in about three days (laughs) wash my hair and then I've got to get in a find a comfortable outfit but also a nice outfit to go out to do whatever we're doing and make sure all of my meds are in my bag make sure I'm on time with my meds and make sure I have like tens of machine whatever else I need like what what, hopefully it's not too far because how am I going to get home if it's too far and I can't drive home like yeah what do you guys think yeah do you know it's really hard because I'm a PA in my career and mm. everybody always laughs and jokes and says that like James and my parents will say that I'm a PA at heart like I'm I love organizing stuff like wedding planning has been my thing oh, don't know what I'm gonna okay. do with myself after anyone wants their wedding planned I'll do it for you um yeah, that, but that'll be that'll, that'll, I, that'll be the day that'll be the day I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna wait another 10 years to be honest so maybe 15 yeah <laughs> joking love you William <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I I would rather have a plan in place, but everybody knows like my situation. I'm very yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, very open. Like because I don't have many friends. Yeah, I I don't don't either. No, neither. Like I don't even know what I'm talking about. To be honest, I see my sister. Yeah, my mum, Grace. Yeah, so my sister literally lives like five minutes down the road. Yeah, yeah. So I just drive there whenever I feel like So, like, it. an example for me for, like, a spontaneous plan would be, like, if my dad's, like, oh, I'm going out for a walk with your sisters. Do you want to come with us? And it'll be, like, 10 minutes before he's leaving the house. Like, that stresses me out. And I'm, like, yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> me too. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's more like family. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Like really when we're together, friends. we will literally, like, sit well, down it's and so like, spontaneous. Right. Yeah. Plan for tomorrow. But also, like, we can't, we are, like, we plan, but, like, we all are also spontaneous with time. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll know yeah. we're doing it, but we're, like, when should we go? And Won't then we kind of just, it, yeah. we just sit around and we're like, oh, let's go now because we feel good. But I feel like because we're both like, you know, the good thing about in having the same boat. Yeah, similar chronic, it's the same chronic illness is like yeah. you can literally be like, okay, how are you feeling? When are you going to feel ready to go? So yeah, I think yeah. that's like a big one with um like endo and stuff. And like the last one, yeah. and this is something that like I've been thinking about a lot recently, like, and I think people okay. call it very different things. And I understand why people call it the second one that I'm going to say basically it's okay do you prefer it to be called a condition or a disease and and why I'm why I'm saying this is because like disease to me sounds like a short-term thing and also it Mm -hmm. sounds it's like something you catch yeah and it sounds like something that is really like grim and disgusting yeah and it is (laughs) like it is a horrible illness but like do you like which do you prefer like I personally prefer condition I don't think I'd be very happy if someone was like oh yeah how's your disease <laughs> like I think how's your like, chronic yeah, disease yeah yeah, yeah. No, and people yeah. do call no, it do a you know disease. what I'm fully on I'm fully yeah. on board with you two on this one because like just recently for my work I'm very very lucky in my new job that I've been given a platform to be able to raise awareness about endometriosis and I did like a workshop in March for International Women's Day in front of the whole like business where I got to stand and do a presentation on endometriosis um, and I'm also setting up a hormone network within the company for men and women absolutely um, amazing raise awareness to kind of thing like for me like 
girl power. I know everybody who has endometriosis has gone through some sort of shit. Yeah, that's so and important like, to do that I cannot, work as well. Yeah, and I can't let anyone else go through that. And I just think, do you know what? I'm going to turn my shitty experiences, mm-hmm. shitty experiences into something. That's what we got to do. positive because yeah. it will never be, and endometriosis will never be positive. Yeah. But to try and break this taboo and try and give yeah, more support because definitely. it took my own research to know what I had mm-hmm. to like push mm-hmm. for like my own diagnosis. Whereas like if I'd known at 12, this is what it could have been what who knows what could have been different yeah, do you know exactly, what I mean yeah 100 um, yeah so I, it was really hard because when I did my presentation it, everything kept coming up like endometriosis mm. is a disease and I was like I really don't like that yeah I was like that's just re- it's giving me the ick yeah I was it like, is, yeah because it's like to really me icky. like like it, like a disease is like oh you've caught that from so and so yeah yeah exactly. like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like when you say it like that yeah it it literally is. it's a gynecological disease like that literally sounds yeah. like a fucking sti yeah, yeah exactly it does. yeah we don't have chlamydia oh, yeah. over here. Tested. Yeah. <laughs> We're all yeah. clear. She, like, I'm sorry, but I'm going on tangent. She's the type of person you catch chlamydia from, isn't she? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Lovely. Um, <laughs> not a nice person. Yeah. Anyway, so no. I, I think that was like a, I think that's like a good thing to talk about because I think mm-hmm. it's not yeah. anyone's yeah. fault. Like, I think it's the world's fault in general that people like that we aren't people aren't taught enough about these kind of conditions but at the same time like it's not a like individual's fault that they call it a disease but like this is more educational to say like don't call it a disease because it's not it's a long-term condition it's a chronic illness you can call it chronic illness chronic condition like don't call it a disease please no um yeah no diseases here no diseases here anyway (laughs) danny do you have any advice that you'd give to anyone who has recently been diagnosed or is waiting a diagnosis or is kind of you know in a bad place with their endometriosis it's I I find it really tough because everybody experiences something different Mm -hmm. like my pain Mm -hmm. right now is probably completely different to what you girls are feeling or felt before and I would just say like the community can be such an amazing place Mm -hmm. like I found you girls and Demi and I'm so grateful like we've never met in person but this podcast for the past two hours has been so much fun and like being able to talk to you guys about like things like talking Mm -hmm. about pain and you know just kind of like Mm -hmm. resonating with each other because I have a very good support system I'm very lucky like yeah I will praise like my fiance from like mm-hmm. the rooftops with like how amazing he's been with like helping me through this like when I had my surgery like he was like washing me making sure I was taking my medication on time changing me like literally like I was like you like he'd already proven he was like husband worthy by then but I was like yeah. if you hadn't this just shows yeah yeah um, exactly and like him doing his own research and like standing by me with everything because like not gonna lie like a lot of men are like this age have mm. one thing in their mind and that is it yeah and that one thing yeah. I can't do yeah exactly yeah and a lot of men would be like nah I'm going I know I yeah. can get that yeah. from another department but yeah. I've department. been with someone since I was 16 year old <laughs> yeah and I haven't had to worry about that no. that's never yeah. been that's so to me good. and yeah. I'm so lucky um but I would just say like if you if you are fortunate like me with the support system and also like one way I deal with my endometriosis is by being so open about it mm-hmm. that's why I have an Instagram account because I totally, know there's people yeah. who can't and I'd much rather be that person who has that voice for yeah. someone who can't exactly and like I know it sounds sad but like my dms are always open like please like feel yeah. free to message me and be like I'm a little bit concerned about this yes I can't give you medical advice but I can give you my opinion yeah. I have seen some things been through some shit yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean like that I think I 
would know and if I'm concerned I would obviously point you in the direction of a gynae and things like that but at the end of the day between us all we have so much knowledge yeah definitely that I think is just absolutely irreplaceable because we've been through so much together and it's powerful like yeah it's it's so powerful yeah definitely we all have to lean on each other because like I said like as much as we have great support systems they don't actually feel the pain that we feel they don't understand the exhaustion the like do you know what I mean like yeah we do so like we shouldn't be turning against each other yeah yeah for silly little things like we need to knuckle down be like a community look after each other help each other like nobody's here to like out anybody like it's no. not like that like we got yeah. bigger problems to fry you know yeah exactly um, yeah but I would just say like honestly if you are struggling like and even like support groups like I'm very fortunate that Oxford have a endometriosis support group every mm-hmm. month we meet up we have a conversation some months I don't go some months I do but when mm-hmm. I first was on my diagnosis journey it opened my eyes and I got yeah. to ask questions yeah with so real useful. people yeah. who had it and it really yeah, helped definitely. yeah 100% I think that's so important and I think that's the thing with the community you know there's there's times where especially during this like last month with endometriosis awareness month there was a lot of misinformation flying about Mm -hmm. but you know like just know that if you're worried about something or you're concerned like message any one of us message us on the gynae waiting room message Danny like we will get you through any like worries that you have because it is a worrying time and we're not going to take mm-hmm. that worry away from you because everyone is concerned at some point but you know we're, we're going to be here to support you through it so yeah like how a- many times have I messaged you girls being like this has just happened to me yeah. am I okay yeah, and do yeah, I need to go to A&E yeah same like, for all because of us you yeah. will yeah. always say no <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah never exactly <laughs> yeah exactly no. but um, so, yeah us. and I'd say is also as well one one thing is you know your body better than anyone else mm-hmm. yeah definitely and don't let anyone else tell yeah. you anything 100% yeah you know what you go through yeah definitely so what's your Instagram handle Danny uh, I am over at my wild endo journey go follow Danny over there and we will be um sharing all the snippets and stuff on our page so if you didn't catch that we'll tag her in our little snippet that we put up on our page um don't forget to follow us on tiktok facebook twitter instagram (laughs) and spotify please follow us like it'd be nice and leave a five-star review yeah leave a a five-star review let us know how you're how you're doing as well like our dms are always open and let us know if there's anything you want us to cover we love you very much. Thank you, Danny, for coming on. It's been a, an Thank absolute you. pleasure. We've loved everything. We've loved having you on here, and we both love you. Honestly, I've yeah. had the best um, time. I feel like I could do this weekly, which yeah. is so bad. But <laughs> we, should, had the best we should just time. do like group FaceTimes like every week. I did do. say that the other yeah. day. I was like, yeah. we need to just catch up. Yeah, we, we all we live do. so far away from each yeah. other. Let's just FaceTime. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like a plan. It sounds like yeah. a good plan. Anyway, we love you all. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the continued support, and we'll see you again next week. See you later. Bye.